Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast, and this is Becky Alcantar, the author and co-founder of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. And today's episode is really special. It's a part of a series of talks from our very first Journey to Wholeness-sponsored Girls Retreat. And in today's episode, you'll hear from me in which we're talking about God's mind, God's spirit, and His healing. You know, healing may seem elusive. So when we talk about journeying to wholeness, you may just have in mind the difficulties and disappointments and frustrations that you've had, and it may just seem impossible. And so at this retreat, we talked about realigning our hearts and our minds to God's wisdom using His lens, God's mind, and God's spirit to see the healing that He has for us. I am so excited for you to listen in to today's episode in which we talk about healing. I just love that we're here and I love that we're talking about healing um, because I think that it's something that we don't talk about too much, right? I, I don't know that we always get to the point where we fully say that healing is possible. And there's various reasons for that. And it could be that you've experienced disappointment and discouragement. It could be that, you know, I got to a certain place and I feel pretty good. And I mean, I shouldn't be, you know, like asking more from God. He's given me so much already. Or, you know, I got to this place and I guess I'll just always struggle with this stuff. And even in journey, we've said, well, at least we have the tools to get through and to overcome when we do face this again, when we face this darkness again, when we face this doubt again, when we face this problem again. Oh God, I thought it was done. And here it surfaced again. And we can shy away from talking about healing. Uh, I've had people say, I mean, do you think I can be fully healed from that like forever? And they've said, I mean, we can't actually like guarantee healing, right? We can't, but God does. And sometimes we forget that. We're like, well, maybe God meant like up to here and he feels I still have some things I need to work out. But I want you to know that God made you good. And the plan is to make you good. And there's nothing in between. There's no like 98% or 80% or 70%. And if you've been living in that place, I want to challenge you tonight to start looking for healing again. To start believing that healing is something that he does because the scripture tells us that he does. And so a few years back, God took me to the book of Job. And the book of Job is hard. Like, it's like not a happy story right now. He's like, Becky, read Job. I was like, no, not Job anything, but Job. Like, can we read Judges? Like, I'll read Deuteronomy. I'll read like Numbers. Like, let's pick anything else, not Job. Because we think that, oh no, God, because I know he's a gentleman. What are you trying to prepare me for? What I didn't know was 2020 was coming and we were all gonna be Joe. <laughs> and so he is a gracious God. But what I learned about that book is what you'll find in the pages here, that we all have this process. There's here and then there's healing. And the story of Job isn't that, oh no, something horrible is gonna happen. The Bible tells us that we're going to have troubles and tribulations and difficulties and distresses. But how have you managed that middle? The place between here and the healing that he has for us. Because healing, God's healing, is guaranteed. But how are we moving through that middle? Are we moving through it as if we know that's true? Are we moving through it going, I don't know. 
I'm not sure about you, God. I mean, I know someone said that they had the healing before, but I haven't seen it, so I can't trust you. It must not be for me. God, you haven't shown up for me. You're not who you say you are. And I've had those moments. I've had those questions, and I've had those doubts. And if you've been at Life Church, you know it's okay to mutter. It's not okay to complain all the time, but it's okay to mutter. God, what did you mean by that? God, what are you showing me here? God, what is it that I need to see here? Because I know you're here. And if I'm not seeing you, it's because I'm not looking where I need to look. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So journey to wholeness is a journey to healing because we all need to be healed. If we're going toward wholeness, that means we're going toward healing. And we all have something that we need to heal from. No one, not one of us is on this earth without experiencing some sort of trauma. So I just want you to catch that. Well, I wet my whistle. What is the thing that keeps coming up for you? What is the thing that you find that you're struggling with? That you had a moment where you said, I thought this was done, but here it is again. Here it is again. So whether your struggle has been mind, body, or spirit, that's what we're talking about today. This is distracting. Our goal and destination is healing, full and complete whole. I just want to be clear about that. So let's start by defining what we mean, because I love starting with the definition, so we're all on the same page. We're all going in the same direction. Whole and heal means that all parts of ourselves, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, are healthy and working together for our good. Mind, body, spirit. It's a domino effect. We can't say that we're whole if we've conquered the mental and the emotional part, but we're still struggling with the physical part. And if one of you put down in your book, that's the thing that keeps coming up, that's my thing. That my body hasn't always cooperated with this wholeness idea that I have. And so I'm still pursuing healing, even in the weight, even in the middle. We have to hold on to who we know God is and what he has for us. We are whole and healed when we are free from injury or disease. Injury. What has happened to make you believe how you believe and see the world how you see the world and to feel about the people around you the way that you feel today? What has happened to you that has made you doubt and question and pull back and not be fully who you want to be? Well, you know, I, I push through that, and I do that, and so that's okay. But what if you didn't have to push through that or get through that anymore to get to that place? Have you thought about that? Isn't that the dream? Whole and healed. The vision that we hope for, dwell on, and long for, especially when we're in the middle, in the muck and the sticky and the gross parts where we just want to curl up and hide and pull the drapes. We don't want anyone to see us that way. We don't want people to see us in our middle because the middle gets pretty ugly. It's not my best self. It's not what I want people to remember me by. And yet we close the doors and we put ourselves in that middle and we stay there when we have hope and help available to us. You don't have to do that on your own. You don't have to go to that place and isolate yourself, like Pastor Sonny said, from all of the things that you have available to you. That is a lie of your enemy. The destination that we're looking for, whole and healed, that's Eden, right? 
Eden, the beginning of your story and mine, where we were created with love and tenderness, where we were seen and heard and called worthy, is where God called us good. And oh, don't we want to be good. It's the beautiful, collective beginning of all of our stories. But it's also in Eden, in chapter 3 of Genesis, that we learn that the train came off the tracks, where sin entered in and fractured the scene. And though we are still feeling the impact of that disruption, struggling with seeds of doubt and questions planted by the trauma of that event, what's your trauma? We have to remember what 2 Corinthians 4, 8 tells us. And it says this, we have been disrupted, yes, but we are not crushed. We do not need to despair. We are not destroyed and we are certainly not abandoned. We are merely misaligned. And often we think that we're broken, that we're so far from, that God could never find us, nor would he even want us because we're so far from him. And what I'm here to tell you tonight, that you're merely misaligned. You are so much closer to him because he's always closer to you. He never leaves you. He doesn't abandon you. In fact, in the moment that he felt your pain and distress, he was there. And don't mistake him for having caused that for you because he thinks you're strong enough to handle it. He didn't do that. He's there because he loves you. And he wants to be close to you. Too often we see this event as a rupture when it was merely a disruption. Because in the middle of the same chapter, God clearly states, he will strike your head, but you will strike his heel. Now you're like, what the heck does that mean, right? <laughs> There's a lot of poetry and metaphor here, but the point he is making is this. Yes, creation is misaligned right now. That's the effect of sin. But I have a plan to not only redeem, but also restore and realign it all. Because girl, you were made to heal. See, he set us with this default, right? He set us with a safety gauge that I'm going to create you, not only create you, I'm going to create you to heal. That you're still being created over and over, that your cells are being renewed and restored and resurrected and revived every single day. The question is, do you know it? Are you living toward it? Are you looking at it? Are you walking as if he's given that to you? Are you walking dejected and disappointed and discouraged? That is not your story. That is not what God does. He has a plan. Later in John 16, 33, Jesus reiterates that for us because we're kind of forgetful. And he says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you will have tribulation and trial and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. That means take courage, take it, because it's yours, take it. Be confident, be confident. That's what I have given you. Be certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. You're not alone in this, honey. I've done it for you, and I'm giving it to you. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Why are you dejected? Why are you discouraged? Why are you disappointed? I've done it for you. You just got to take it. You just got to reach out, reach in front of you, grab that Bible, grab a friend, say a prayer, because as soon as we call out to him, what does he do? He's quick to be near. So right now, all of heaven and earth is undergoing this cosmic correcting shift. Let me explain that to you. We may feel like we're stuck, but God is aligning everything again, right? Because he said he would do it. In fact, Jesus said, it is finished. So we're just in this like cosmic correction of the whole entire world. Now, if he would have done this, we would all fell off the planet, right? <laughs> That's how physics works. Physics laws still apply. 
But instead, he went, mm, darn, sin kind of messed this pool up. But dang, I see Courtney, and I want to keep her. And I see Rachel. She's pretty beautiful. I mean, I like how I made her hair and her nose. and I want to keep her too. So instead of scrapping it all, because he could have scrapped it all. Didn't work. Let's do a different one. He said, no, I want to keep Michaela, and I want to keep you, and I want to keep oh, you right there. And so I'm going to take all of it. And instead of returning it and healing it and make it what it once was, I'm going to restore it. I'm going to work out all of this stuff that you're going through, all of this resilience that you've built up, all of these beautiful scars that you have, and I'm going to mold it into something new, better, more beautiful than I originally planned, because I can do that. I'm God. So we're in the process of this, right? But where we are, we're this back in the timeline. Because remember, he's like, he's like reaching forward down your legacy line and your great, 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 great grandchildren. And he reached all the way back to Eve and Adam in the garden. And so all of us are being worked into it. And it can feel like in our little speck that God has not answered us, that he's not coming. He doesn't see or hear or care about us. This is the middle the middle, the time and space in between. It's the narrative that fills the space between the beginning of the story and the end of the story. The transition between the disruption and the resolution. What you need to know in your middle is this. God will resolve it. Whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter. Nothing is impossible for God. In fact, in God's time, what did I say? It is finished. Girls, start writing these things out. <laughs> Because when you're challenged with something and you're asking, is it going to work out? Is he actually going to answer? You need to say, it is finished. I may not see it right this second, but I know that it's there. It's just like the horizon, right? We can only see three miles into the horizon because the earth is round. And so we can't see the complete shift of what God's doing, but we know he said, it is finished. So it's there. It's waiting for me. And I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep going forward until I get it because I get it. And I'm not stopping. If you knew you had a million dollars at the end of your line, would you stop? No. You have more than a million dollars. You have healing, whole, and complete. This is the story of Job. The book of Job is about a man who suffers tragedy through a rapid-fire series of devastating wave upon wave of loss, pain, and suffering. Now, if you watch the first sermon of the series, Time Tested Truths, you can hear the whole story there. But I'm going to pull out some other pieces tonight. It happened so quickly and was so overwhelming that the scripture says he could not catch his breath. Have you ever felt that way? And yet through it all, the Bible says that Job worshiped God, declaring the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Until ironically, in chapter three, again, remember Genesis? When Job kicks open the door of questions and wrestling and doubt that lead him into debate the last 34 chapters. Now, what's the ending for Job? He gets whole. He gets healed. It actually turns out great. God not only restores Job, he doubles the blessings in Job's life. But in the middle, it got tough. It went for 34 chapters of wrestling and despair and arguing and doubting and wondering and, and being in the pits, he had a hard time. It's in the middle that he gets a little lost. He doubts, he gets impatient. It's exhausting to read. I don't know how it is to live. 
except I do. Because I've had my middle moments. I've had moments where even though I knew my healing was coming, I have to admit, I gave in to despair, wondering, when is it coming? How quickly is it coming? Is it coming right now? Is it coming in a month? Is it coming in a week? How long do I have to go through this, God? And that's where I get lost. This is the sorrow and suffering of Job. While his tragedy was devastating, it was his middle, the tension of being in between, between loss and redemption, between here and healing, that became excruciating as he waited for the promise of your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we want it on earth, right? I don't want to wait to have to get to heaven. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it in heaven. But I want it here. <laughs> and it can be hard because we don't know. That's the middle part, right? I don't know if I get to see it on this side of heaven or not. And so God, can you just give me hints? Like, just give me a, like, a glimpse. Like, send somebody to tell me if it's going to be Tuesday or next year. But he couldn't see it yet. In the chaos of his in-between, he was a wreck. Now, a few years back, we talked about an Achilles heel earlier. I actually ruptured my Achilles heel. Go figure. Didn't know that could happen. Like, I didn't, I mean, I thought it was just the same people had. You know, I didn't know it could actually happen. And the rupture was not pleasant. It was super painful. Um, when I went to the hospital, the fact that every nurse went, when they found out what my injury was, was not a good sign. But I was... Ignorance. I was like, I had no idea what that meant. I was just like, I don't know. Can I go back to work on Monday? And they were like, oh, no, <laughs> that's not how this works. And I started out pretty good. I had this unexpected peace. Now, if you know anything about my story, peace was not the word that talked, like represented my life. And yet when I'm sitting in the hospital room, I just felt this crazy peace. I was like, all right, like, cool. And I even started laughing. And I'm sure they thought it was like all of the like pain medication because I was like laughing. And they're like, oh, we gave her too much, right? <laughs> but I was like laughing because I'm like, okay, God, what are you going to do? Can't wait to see what you're going to do with this. Because I know that every time I go through some hardship, he's going to be close and he's going to make it matter. He's going to redeem and restore and give me treasures that I can take into the future. And in that moment, I knew God was going to heal me through a combination of modern science and his word that tells me that he wonderfully and miraculously created me to heal. That wasn't even a question. I didn't know how long it would take. Definitely takes longer than I thought. But I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know how fully that was going to be. I'm still in my journey to wholeness, right? But I knew it was going to happen. But that didn't mean that the middle, that my journey to healing wasn't challenging. It challenged me to keep firm hold on faith and trust and hope in the midst of the subtle yet monumental shift from here to healing as I was attaining it. And I have to tell you, there were dark moments. There were moments when I just thought this pain isn't worth enduring any longer. God, just take me now. And those thoughts were scary. I, who know who God is, who know that he's right beside me, how could I have these thoughts, this invitation from the darkness just to succumb to it? Because it just was so hard. I would wake up in the middle of the night screaming in pain. You know when you scare yourself from screaming in pain, it's like pretty bad. And yet I did. 
And not only that, mentally, my mind was going through this process of trying to file it and figure it out and deal with the pain that I was enduring. And emotionally, I was exhausted and my heart was breaking for my kids who didn't want to come into the room because they were so afraid to see mommy in pain. And my poor husband who had to carry the weight and the load of everything that we had going on because you guys were pretty busy. (laughs) But it made me understand that that place that place that I was afraid of because I was afraid of it. And it would invite me. And maybe the things that you're fearing, the things that you thought you had overcome, the things that you thought that you had set behind you, you thought, wow, I thought I had overcome that. I thought that wasn't how, I mean, I know so much better now. How could that be something that invites me in that I still want to turn to? but I did. And I sat there and I was like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. No, thank you, no thank you, no thank you. Because it literally was this invitation. But it wasn't until that moment, instead of being afraid of it, that I realized that I could turn away from it. That I could say, no thank you, I have Jesus. No, thank you. God says my life is worth living and that he's going to be with me in this moment and that my healing is coming. And so I'm going to press on. I'm going to push forward and hang on to his hope and what he says and what his word is. And when I did that, my brain said, oh, this is not an option for us anymore. This is not a synapsis or pathway that we're going to go down anymore. Let's start turning that one off and start strengthening this one that goes to God in moments where it gets difficult, when I don't know which way to look, when it gets so hard I can't think straight and I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Oh, my brain now goes to God. And I wouldn't have acquired that had I not gone through a painful middle. Did I know my healing was coming? Absolutely. And was it hard in the middle? It was. But just like Job, I learned some tricks and tools. I learned some things in that time that have helped me through every middle. And my middles don't have to be 34 chapters anymore. My middles can be a couple thoughts. How we navigate that middle is up to us. You are in control of your journey story. How is it that you want to navigate it? How do you want to navigate the middle? This is your wholeness challenge. You're going to be healed. That's not a question, nor is it debatable. It is finished. But how you experience your middle is completely up to you. We can focus on the pain, or we can look to God and look for what he's doing, because he's always doing something. And what he's doing is making it matter. God doesn't let any of it go to waste. Everything that you're experiencing, he's going to use for good. Not that he's putting you through that so that you can use it for good, but whatever you're suffering, I'm going to mold that into the new too. We're going to work that in so that you can help someone else, so that you can have redemption in your story, so that you can give your testimony and make a difference for someone else. That's why I'm here. Because if you've had those dark thoughts and you felt shameful about them, you don't need to be. What you need to do is know who God is and who you are and the power that he has invested in you and the strength that he has put in you and the courage that is available to you. Take courage, be certain and confident. I have given you all of this. And when you don't feel like you have it, I will do it for you. You just need to look my way. So what is that? That is his mind, his spirit, his healing. 
So our key verse for this retreat is 1 Corinthians 2.10. And it says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use the words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Now hold on to this. Who can know the Lord's thoughts? We understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Whose mind? Whose spirit? His mind. His spirit. His healing. Say it with me. His mind. His spirit. His healing. Because when you're in those hard times, I want you to immediately go to those three things. His mind, his spirit, his healing. When I am tempted to go another way and to doubt and to be in despair and be disappointed and discouraged, nope, his mind, his spirit, his healing. Because if I'm looking to anything else, I am going to be disappointed. I am going to fall to discouragement. But if I'm in his mind, his spirit, his healing, then I'm not going to lose sight of what's ahead of me. The good news is this, that the Bible is our instruction manual. The working title was How to Navigate the Middle but they went with Holy Bible instead. And it actually means the collection of books on how to be whole. The collection of books on how to be whole. Why did he give us the Holy Bible? Because he wants us to be whole, nothing less, completely whole. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and rate it and help us get this type of content out to someone who needs it. You can visit our website at j2wholeness.org. That's the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org at any time for current Journey to Wholeness group offerings, intensives, events, as well as other resources.